I mean, like, you know, the important thing for me at the end of the day is, like, I want to buy cartons of Marlboro Reds. And I have a person that lets me do that with Bitcoin. And I can't do that, you know, with the stupid BRC20 token or these ordinals. And, like, that's that's my goal at the end of the day. Like, you know, my kid's, like, seven. I've already got him started on Marlboro Reds, and he's sucking him down almost as quick as I am. Hey, everybody. This is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. All right. Here we are. Here we are with the next episode of High Hash Rate. And today, (laughs) so today we're talking to Dick Dan, Dan, hold on. Dan, adjust your monitor so you're not so... So small, like you look like this, bro. Uh, Come on, my. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, you, sorry. You go guys ahead. told me to do this before the show started, Mike. Thanks. Um, yeah, today we're here with Richard Greaser. That is the pen name behind most of the articles on this website called the Bitcoin Bugle. And I noticed them in the past few weeks. And I saw, I don't know if you saw the the sort of viral post going around of uh, Craig Wright is suing. Because his name was redacted from the Jeffrey Epstein flight flight logs. That's what caught my attention. It's not. It's a it's a satire site. So the Bitcoin bugle is like like, like the Babylon Bee or the Onion, right? But it's kind of like focused on the Bitcoin community. And I think we're here with the. Are you the founder, Dick? Yeah, yeah, I'm the founder of the website. And how long ago did you? How long ago did you launch this? It seems like it goes back to about the beginning of the year. Yeah, I launched it a few months ago it's on the about page, January of 2023. So yeah, right at the start of the year. So do you, uh, I mean, if you look at this stuff, there's some pretty good posts on there. Um, you have to be pretty, seems like ingrained in like Bitcoin Twitter and like that kind of culture. So do you have, you've been kind of participating in that for the past, I don't know, cycle, kind of the Bitcoin Twitter community by another yeah. pen name? Okay. Yeah. You identify as a pleb. Um. Sure. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So what? Uh. What gave you the idea? Like, what made you decide to to launch this? What was the um? What was the first impetus? Yeah, the first story that came out, or the first post. Yeah, I. So I was trying to figure out how I do this interview tonight. This is the first interview I've done as Richard okay. Reeser, and I wasn't sure if I would, uh, you know, talk, you know, sincerely about where I'm from. We're trying to do like a parody of like pretending to be Richard Greaser. I might yeah, go yeah, back yeah. and forth, but um, yeah, I mean, I honestly I, I think like, you should you should do the parody version. Yeah, lean it, lean it, lean into the character. <laughs> Find out who he is today by speaking right. it out loud. You know what this I mean? This is the place to do it. Yeah, yeah. this is the birth. <laughs> I mean, okay, so like kind of my head of like, who is Richard Greaser? Well, Richard Greaser is like a disenchanted like journalist that worked in like, you know, traditional like newspaper writing media and, uh, you know, got tired of writing like lies about, you know, Bitcoiners and, you know, uh, lies in general. Uh, And so he decided to, you know, go and write, you know, parody articles and jokes, having an expertise, like, having an expertise in um 
you know, just fabricating stories and presenting them as real. Um, so uh, trying to, you know, do that, use the skill set, but also, you know, be honest at the same time and forthcoming that these are parody articles instead of, you know, just blatantly lying. Right. Yeah. And uh, you said you've got like a partner that you kind of do this with and they had a different, what was the, what was that pen name? Yeah, my, my, my partner, he goes by Max Shaft. He's a, quite a fellow. It's all right. And uh, did you kind of get this from like the onion or the, like the Babylon Bee, or is it kind of more of a, sounds like the origin of, of Richard Greaser is just kind of like fed up with the fluff in the industry and, and just kind of telling the, the shiny side of things, just kind of more of a mockumentary type angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like if anything, they're the inspiration was the New York times and just like how silly all of their, you know, reporting is, but, but it, it goes for most of traditional uh, media um, that is propagating a bunch of nonsense on a regular basis. Why, why did Richard Greaser become disenchanted with uh, media and journalism? Well, you know, like drowning your souls and like alcohol for feeling like just a piece of garbage for, you know, spreading a bunch of lies and deception, selling your soul, you know, just, writing you know, copy for to, big exchanges. So he used to sell PR. he he basically used to write for some big cl- cl- conglomerate. You got it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, like, like when you go into like the 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 office, you know, and just bang away, you know, at the keyboard, um, you know, getting your marching orders for you know your editor telling you what you can and can't write and like what the spin needs to be and. You know, having to deal with like all the the peer pressure of your coworkers who are you know woke lunatics, um, you know it, it's pretty like draining on on the soul. You know, so like I had to I had to drink a lot, and uh, um, you know my liver I ended up having psoriasis uh, and getting jaundice at like you know the age of forty, um, where my eyeballs were yellow, and I was like, yeah, I got to stop doing this. I just feel so horrible about myself. So. Yeah. So some people they start a stub stack, and some people start their own site. Um, did what? Uh, did, what oh, go ahead, what, sir. Yeah, I was say what is uh, maybe this is a blend of Richard and the guy behind Richard, but the, the background, yeah, background in journalism, uh, is that your whole career? What's the uh, what's the what, you know? I guess I'm trying to ask the question to the. You're you're trying to separate the identities, my friend. Yeah, trying to break. That's what you're doing. I don't know how to recover this, but yeah. No, no. The way you do it. See, here's the thing: is you always ask Richard Greaser the questions about Richard Greaser. That's how you do it. So the question I had was like, um, does Richard Greaser have a family? Yes. They're all asleep. It's very late. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. how has how has this how has richard greaser's um sort of media life switch to his onion you know what's this thing called again it's called the um just Bitcoin remind Google. me of 
bugle how has that shift affected his family i was curious and his liver and his liver uh liver's doing pretty good i'm not like as yellow as i used to be the wife's pretty happy about that um getting in shape you know eating well um i've been uh you know on the carnivore diet i, I actually have a breaking story coming out about you know safedine you know not being Ooh. very uh forthcoming about like his real diet uh, but i actually Wait, is he going serious to, <laughs> is he going to the salad bar the salads plus uh, it, it's worse I, I know this is coming out in two weeks i'll probably write the article by then but like he was he was definitely caught eating a beyond meat burger in front of people oh my god you know what where like where was this at was this in uh was this in miami was this in, like a in vegas at a conference oh, it was he, in, it was, did he know it was an impossible or beyond meat burger or was he tricked by it was by like peter mccormack it was in lebanon like he he in lebanon yeah he imported <laughs> beyond meat across oh the ocean to lebanon the phoenicians are not usually big on on beyond meat as uh, nasim taleb would like to claim Nassim Taleb does not Nassim Taleb is also Lebanese but Nassim Taleb is he's like a ashamed of his background so he never refers to himself as Lebanese I'm serious this isn't a joke he always refers to himself and his people as Phoenicians like the ancient people of that of the of that area were the Phoenicians and like this you know hooked on phonics like term of like learning how to read through phonet phonetical uh, sounding out words like that kind of has its origin in Phoenicia. So maybe that's part of why him and, and Saifedean kind of had their breakdown because Saifedean embraces his heritage where Nassim Taleb is ashamed of it. Well, that's that's <laughs> a really interesting take, but I, I've got a question for you guys. Like, you know, with, with this newfound information about Saifedean, like who's the better Bitcoiner here, Nicholas Taleb or, or Saifedean? Because at least like Taleb seems like you know, he's being honest. Not yeah, Taleb, Taleb keeps it real. I mean, the Bitcoiners aren't all just bulls. Some are bears. He's just kind of a bear. Uh, I, you know, I love the Bitcoin standard, but the eating bugs and crickets and, and Beyond Meat burgers is some, you know, you got to slay your heroes. And this might be the reason to slay safety. How did, how did you come across this evidence of safety doing this? Yeah, who do your who are your who are your uh, sources? Yeah, who are your sources? Do you have sources all over the nodes all over the network? Well, like like here's the thing that I picked up from the New York Times. It's just like whenever you don't have a source, you just say somebody close to the individual. Right. There you go. Like, that, that's source, source, sources with with inside information or sources <laughs> oh, aware of the, of the situation. The proximity of this person. Uh do you have do you know anybody at the uh, New York Times how are they feeling the heat for this uh, stop the presses campaign against using uh, the paper all the paper they're wasting all the trees they're killing to publish their newspaper yeah I mean like they're probably like drinking more and their, their livers are having you know more issues uh, than normal um, and maybe they're adding you know like some xanax to the mix as well uh, to help them sleep at night but so you mentioned that you'd mentioned the alcoholism you guys broke the Bitcoin bugle broke a story recently about the CDC. They have a new uh, program to combat alcohols in the United States. Do you want to share 
a little bit more about that story? Yeah, I mean, I think this is like, it, it's a pretty interesting way to go. Um, but the CDC director saw people's reaction to Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light and said that all, all alcohol companies, you know, specifically beer companies need to hire trans spokesperson, um, you know, to potentially curb all the, the drinking across the board, you know, because it's actually a smart strategy. And if you think about the worst health uh, conditions for the average person, um, it's largely in like the American South, uh, a lot of obesity, a lot of alcoholism and turning those people off of all of their available options for light beer would be a great way to improve health outcomes in that, in that region of the country. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's this amazing thing that's happening. So there's like, you know, two camps. Um, so like the, the key to success in this world, I think, you know, especially like when you're dealing in a media environment is to like really stifle your emotions, you know, when you're looking at things and think very logically but there's these two camps and there's the current thingers and then there's the anti-current thingers. Um, and yeah, the anti-current thingers like are going to make really strong decisions and they're like, they very well could be cured of alcohols in, in this situation. It was, it was kind of like the um, get on zero people. Like they ended up being cured of having any money. Like they lost all their fiat because <laughs> they went on zero. And this is like the perfect way to get people off alcohol. I, I, I honestly, I'm not a fan of the Biden administration, but this particular policy, I think has, uh, I think has some well, legs to it. I, I do know that Coca-Cola recently, I saw an ad that said zero never tasted so good. And it's Ben Stiller with a Coke zero. So there, right, you, there you go. But, thanks, Mike. I don't know how that ties in, but that was a good observation. Did jw weatherman was a big part of that right oh yeah yeah the um the guy who said i don't know mike i, I think mike used his cold wallet solution you have to get like four or five different laptops that are completely uh wiped of everything you load linux on then you print your private keys onto uh, a cd-rom and you and you save these private keys in these envelopes on these CD-ROMs and they're like broken into like four or five different packages. And then you send those private keys to a Canadian um, uh, protester who's protesting against the, like the truckers. And then they give it directly to the police. That's the the best cold storage solution that, that JW Weatherman um, kind of came up with. I think, I think there's some lawyers involved in that process somewhere too. Oh, that's what Bitcoin was made for to in, in, include more lawyers in the process of, of, of mutual or uh, mutually beneficial exchange. Yeah, censorship resistant my ass. <laughs> my uh, my co-host Mike here. He a few episodes ago, there was a guy talking about um, using a heater to mine Bitcoin, and Mike didn't know about that. It's been around for a while. The ASICs using it as heaters, but there's we talked about like washing machines and other home appliances being used to mine Bitcoin. You guys reported on a new development in the space uh, that might could benefit from. It's vapes. When you're vaping, you can 
you can mine Bitcoin that way. He's got it right there. You could have an ASIC in that bad boy. Look at all the Bitcoin I'm wasting. You know what I mean? The, by not buying this product. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a ton of innovative products, you know, coming out with uh, Bitcoin mining, you know, being a part of it. Another another one that's really interesting is the, the CryptoFlux sex toy called the Hashlight. That they the Hashlight? Yeah. Can you can you explain how this one works? Uh, just for people who might want to know, not myself. I, I haven't really looked into it. This is something that Max Schaff wrote, but there's a picture of it. And there's something there's something to do with like, you know, the ASIC sucking air, like, you know, and your genitalia with the intake. Uh, oh, so, so. oh, so this thing has a battery. No, no, no battery. No battery. Interesting. I'll have to. How, how is it powered? We'll put we'll put the link to this product in the show notes no. if anybody wants to just learn more about it. But yeah. No, no, it's like a, it's like an attachment that you put on like an actual ASIC. Okay, so it's yeah. it is it is utilizing <laughs> what would otherwise be wasted resources for male good. male male sexual pleasure. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Uh, Maybe this will incentivize wives to be more efficient. Question, question, question. What is the biggest story you ever broke, Richard Greaser? Um, so as far as like, okay, so there's a few things, a few stories that were kind of interesting. Um, one was, I'm looking through. So one that like really blew up on Twitter was like, when Max Schaff revealed that Matt O'Dell um, exposed his like secret lifestyle. That's um, right. Yo, I saw this and I was like, what am I looking at? That one was, that one was pretty big. Jessica, well, the Craig Wright one was pretty big. The other day. You did, um, you guys broke that story? Which the one? B Bitcoin Bugle broke the Matt O'Dell story? Yes. So yeah. I didn't know who broke that story. I don't remember, but uh, I do remember the story. Very, so well done on breaking that story. Oh, it, was, it was so funny. Like Jeremy Rubin apparently has some beef with Matt O'Dell, and he was like commenting about how much of a doucher he was at the conference last year. And it, was, it really cracked me up. Um, but that, that one was pretty big. We, ha we had one that got picked up that Vitalik was dating – Tom Brady's ex-wife, um, and that Shit. that one, that one got picked up by like some Twitter account that's like kind of big. I, and I remember tweeted. that one as well. There were a bunch of debunking articles. Um, I was searching for so many sources on that. I was checking like E Online, fucking Deadline Hollywood. I, you know, you know what this sort of points out to me is like the value of spreading that. A kind of message, the Richard Greaser message. It's uh, a, yeah, it's pretty, pretty potent, I would say. Yeah, I spread my seed wherever I can. <laughs> but not your seed phrase, folks. You got to keep that one <laughs> in a secure place. Yo, you guys are hot. You're coming in hot tonight. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you keep your seed phrase safe but like one thing that's kind of cool max shaft wrote this at the irs one of the tools that they're 
they're they have to help you know people with their taxes is that you can give them your your seed phrase and you know they'll calculate your taxes for you it's pretty cool that is a good one and the other one it sounds like you have good uh sources in the state uh because the cia confirmed that jason lowry's twitter engagement was organic he he retweeted that i think or, or like that article i can't remember what it was but he he had some sort of engagement with it that was pretty interesting so i, I kind of take that as a confirmation um exactly you know you know what i think dan you should write for the bugle because you what? your story you you break some good stories i think well i i mean i would love to write for the bitcoin bugle um if i had you know i just have to work on getting sources <laughs> <laughs> but i can see stuff firsthand from miami in a few weeks i was able to get a cheap ticket a lot of people are pissed off at the at the Bitcoin magazine for that, but apparently they're trying to sell for $800 and people can't even flip a ticket for 250, the early bird rate. So they must've pissed somebody off with the um, ordinals or whatever that's they're letting have a booth at the You mean that the, the, they can't flip it, they can't turn a ticket. People that bought early lost, bird tickets for $250, lost, uh-huh. they can't sell their tickets on the secondary market, so to speak, because nobody's, there's just no demand for it. But Got the it. Bitcoin conference is charging $800 right now. Got it. Um, so people are, and this was a Bugle uh, story as well. People are mad at Bitcoin magazine for making the tickets too expensive and they're too, they can't afford to go. They lost all their money the last year. Would you know anything about that, Mike? <laughs> no, I would not <laughs> at all. Um, David Bailey tweeted that article, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, But yeah, if anybody if anybody can't afford a ticket out there, Marshall Long buys them like Chuck E. Cheese tokens. So like, if you want a free whale pass, hit them up. Mike, let's go get a free whale pass. You can get. Could can you get me in? Okay, so into all the good parties. Who me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a serious question. It's a, it, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a moment in which uh, I could break up the conversation <laughs> and intrude. Sorry, boys. I could probably, I pr- could probably get you in. Good, good parties. I mean, I, I've got a theory. Thank you. So I. I have this theory, and I think it's pretty strong, but I, I think I know why Bitcoin Magazine, you know, what why they're going to have issues with this conference and attendance. And it's all surrounding the fact that they won't let Dennis Porter speak. That's right. Dennis has been grinding around the country. He's been in Wyoming, North Dakota, Delaware, getting like, state senators to say bitcoin on facebook and he's been killing it on the legislative front lots of lots of pictures of him you know standing and standing in places exactly and and they're gonna put hodel magoo who's a fucking bear up on stage not let dennis porter 
it's, a, it's yeah, I mean, questionable questionable decisions by the production team to be to be sure i mean dennis dennis went around so he started an online petition where that got up to i don't know what it's at right now but last i checked it had a hundred thousand signatures and you'd, you'd think like you know each each one of those people signing that petition like has a high percentage chance of going to that conference and if he's not speaking they're probably not going to go right that, that's the market is trying to tell them something they're not listening yeah. um richard so are you what, uh are, are you a gambling man yeah um, sports gambling anything like that not, I'm one, not particular maybe you are mike if you had to bet who's gonna who's gonna win between alex gladstein and max kaiser they're boxing at bitcoin 2023 you know like the the rough they, and rowdy they, they have for, they can't uh, have Marshall. there's no way yeah dude I'll send you it the link. It I'll can't send be. You the link. I got it. I got to see it's this. Yeah. Go, go Are you photoshopping it right now? I'm sending it to you on Slack. Go to Max Kaiser's Twitter. He was tweeting about it. Yeah. So, who do you think is going to win? You got the Human Rights Foundation guy versus the. Look, a fight between eccentric. Gladstein and, and Kaiser. Yeah. It's a good fight. That's They're both wiry. Say. They're both yeah. wiry, like the guy from the fight. replacements. Uh, I don't know. I think my Max has my, tenacity. Uh, my my money that, might like, be on, ten, uh, on Max. And my, my money might be on Max. You think Alex comes out with like the Ukrainian flag <laughs> or the American flag? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's developing his own flag, which is the democracy flag. There we go. Uh, I wonder what that would look like. What would the democracy flag look like? Would just have like January six with like a X through it. I think I think it like it probably has the the angry NPC somewhere on it. Yeah, that's true. It would just be a lot of gray, like the PBS logo. They could take the PBS logo. Oh. I don't know, man. That's gonna get a lot of booze when he comes in with that flag on. Kaiser's coming in with the El Salvador flag. He's repping them hard. What yeah, can you take, answer? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, it, it's it's literally gonna be like Rocky Four, where it's democracy versus like dictatorship. Authoritarianism. Authoritarianism, yeah. Oof, I think I gotta put my money on authoritarianism. Uh uh Richard, can you tell me? the bugle's position on bitcoin oh yeah big blockers small blockers ordinals what's the neutral i mean it's kind of like a left of the bell curve approach of like we like bitcoin and we want you to pay us in bitcoin um and so we you know accept on chain and lightning um except liquid no nah. Okay. I didn't know anybody used it. Well, you know, you still accept it. I don't know how to use it or spend it, but I mean, I don't. I don't think we're gonna do like like BRC twenty tokens or you know. Ah, that's good. Like that. That's good. You gotta keep the maximalists happy. And I mean, it's just like you know, somebody gives me some stupid token. What am I gonna do with it? Like Bitcoin's money. I don't want Denta coin on Bitcoin. 
What about Monero on Bitcoin? I mean, what, what's the point of that? It's just more difficult to transact with. Like, I mean, what do you do? I think you you get the the ultrasound nature of Monero with Bitcoin's privacy, and I think that's like the perfect mix. <laughs> I mean, like you know, the important thing for me at the end of the day is like I want to buy cartons of Marlboro Reds, and I have a person that lets me do that with Bitcoin, and I can't do that, you know, with a stupid BRC twenty token or these ordinals, and like that's that's my goal at the end of the day is like. You know, my kid's like seven. I've already got him started on Marlboro Reds, and he's sucking him down almost as quick as I am. Like, I I gotta I gotta earn a lot of money to, to keep everybody in my family like sane. Do you, all right? Does this connection for the Marlboros? Do they sell Paul Mall one hundred new uh, menthols for Bitcoin? My mom, my, I'm trying to get my mom to use Bitcoin, and. If it doesn't, if it's not a menthol 100 Paul Mall, she's not going to go for it. I don't know. I mean, there's a market for everything. I'll say that. Last episode was localsats.org. If you are selling Paul Mall menthol 100s for Bitcoin, go on localsats.org or anything else, honestly. Somebody in your local right. area will hopefully be a customer. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there's somebody out there. Yeah. It's actually like something I've considered doing is sitting outside the the, conf, the Bitcoin uh, 2023 conference, get, getting a little table and selling uh, uh, Marlboro Reds as singles, you know, for like a thousand sats each. Yeah, you know, that's actually such a good idea. If you get put in a chokehold, tap out. People selling Lucy's getting put in chokeholds, but big city police did not fare well. Well, that that's actually a in, very interesting visual is selling cigarettes outside of the Bitcoin conference for a thousand sats each. I think that this would be a good way because you know how like they use cigarettes for money in prison. If you get people using Bitcoin to buy cigarettes, you might be able to get people to use Bitcoin in prison. And then that would change the whole, you know, digital economy of incarceration. Because who you know the guards they can sneak into your room, and they can they can steal your cigarettes, but they can't steal your Bitcoin it's, if you got your if you got your keys in your head. It's oh actually my god! Like, oh my god! No, I just have to point out the fact that that's like like a such a what a demographic that needs to be orange built, yeah. right? Anyway, sorry. You can I get mean, a, that might already be happening because they already all have phones. I was going to say but you can get a cell phone in there easily. There's like TikToks of like people and what their life is like in prison. Why aren't they transacting in Bitcoin for for, for cigarettes? Like I, I bet they already are. That's already a thing. If if this thirty percent tax on mining does pass and they just kind of kill mining in the United States, Dennis Porter could hit the the, the federal prison circuit in Orangeville inmates. That could be his new like tour around America. You know, I, I have a lot of faith that that won't happen because we have Dennis on our side. Like, I think so. yeah. How how could how could they ever pass that when we have Dennis Porter? You're right. It, that's kind of a. It's not my base case, but. Dude, if you've ever, if anybody has the eye of the tiger, it's Dennis. 
you know, I'm, I met Dennis last year at, at Miami and uh, he was, he kind of just blew me off. I was kind of disappointed. Right. Don't meet your heroes, man. Yeah. Don't meet your heroes. I mean, that I would take one. that. I would like, if I had that interaction with him, I'd feel really grateful because I knew it, he was running off to orange pill. Some, politician somewhere to prevent me from like I think he was going freedom sticking with yeah, I think he was going to talk to Tucker Tucker Carlson and I'm not I'm not joking about that I think he literally was going to talk to Tucker Carlson bro Tucker Carlson he probably orange pulled Tucker Carlson like that, somebody that, did this is, well no it was probably Dennis that's probably why the crypto cloaks grenade was on the show and Max Kaiser that's right oh man well that interaction now, I, it was kind of like a, I kind of made like a noble sacrifice. I mean, meeting me, high hash rate, that's okay. It's kind of like the the mid, but Orange Pill and Tucker Carlson changed you, it all. You know what makes me, this all makes me think about is like this sort of weird, how, how you can imprint a persona onto this space. You know what I mean? Like we all have this like image of these people. Breaking. Mexico states, <laughs> Mexico regional diplomat to San Diego have bro- County. Have you broken any stories Bitcoin. like this? Have you guys broken stories like this? I, I haven't used the breaking de- like Dennis Porter framing yet, but I don't know why I haven't because that, that's that's a major failure on my part. <laughs> yeah, him and Mike Alfred used that to get to like a hundred thousand followers quick. Yo, we all understand how Dennis Porter uses the breaking sort of. It still works. And it still works. Wow. So it means that it's an effective, even by that standard, the fact that we all understand that he uses it like this. Life hack. But they, you know, he becomes this persona inside the Bitcoin space. How do you think AI is going to affect that? Mike, how do you think AI is going to affect that? You love AI. You use it all the time. How AI is going to affect Dennis Porter's... Uh, well, his style, his style of like breaking style. news. Because he, uh, he didn't invent it. I mean, I could just imagine slapping a, a Dennis Porter filter on one of my songs. I think uh, that might that might be something really dandy. There you go. Yeah, we need to get a like a Nostra client that's just it's like a relay of his breaking tweets. I mean it has to be decentralized. You, can't, you can't have all of the Dennis Porter's content in a centralized server that could be censored. It would be like it's it's very fragile. Dennis Porter, yeah, I mean like AI the potential it has to like auto generate tweets for him so that he can like spend more time like talking to all of politicians us. yeah yeah like you know there like i heard one time that ted cruz was kind of acting up and he was pretty interested in ethereum mm-hmm. and like dennis porter like teleported into his office and like smacked him <laughs> dennis porter that's what dennis porter is like the uh, chuck norris in a way of bitcoin or is yeah. it but no, but, that, better, but better but better <laughs> yeah i mean 
it, I mean, I've been I've been really trying to like help Dennis get a speaking spot at the conference. And, like, I don't think he appreciates all the effort I put into this for him. At, at one point, he blocked uh, the Bitcoin Bugle on Twitter, um, oh. but then he he unblocked us for some reason. I was gonna say, does he respond to like? requests for comments or to respond to like stories or does he just kind of blow the bugles reporters off right i i have actually slid into his dms on well i've, I've done both of, so i've sent articles to him on telegram um asking for comment and then i've also like responded to him in public groups asking for comment and he, he never responds so i mean he might just be too this. busy Dennis, when you listen to this, you need to go into your spam filter of your Telegram or your, uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of uh, like head of communications for politicians and just women in general in those DMs, but make sure you filter some of that and you see what the Bitcoin bugle is sending you. I mean, he, he's too busy. Like the second article I ever broke was about Dennis and uh, it was about how he declined uh, appointment at the World Economic Forum because he was too important. Did he get one of those website pages where they put like all the people are affiliated? I don't think he, so. I don't think he was ever a global young leader or an ambassador or whatever. That's a shame. That would have been a good headshot. Uh, Hell yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> uh, so what's what's next for the bugle what are, are you guys expanding are you growing uh what's the you're going to be sponsoring any conferences or anything like that yeah I mean, we, we don't have any money like i'll, I'll be honest so like it costs, costs like cigarettes are expensive dollars. yeah cigarettes are expensive um i'm like running up credit card debt uh like crazy to, to pay for that i did like you know, you should probably wait till your kid's like nine to start them on, on cigarettes. Like, wait as long as you could. But um, that's when I started. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, getting getting people to give us money like would be great. I I I think I was trying to. So I have this BTC Pay server running, and nobody sent me any Bitcoin there. Um, and then I also have like this Zebedee link uh, attached to all the articles and I've actually gotten some Bitcoin from that. So I think I have, let me open my wallet. It's like about 3000 SAS. Nice. That's um, generational wealth. Someday. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's 2,969 SAS. So that's almost three cigarettes at the conference. Um, so that lasts me about 10 minutes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like one of the goals, but like, you know, the goal at the end of the day is like, we just want to present the best hard-hitting journalism, you know, that you could possibly imagine. We'll continue doing that. Yeah, I think you're already on your way doing that. Um, where can people find your account? You're on Twitter. And where can people find the website? Our website is... Well, I set up like this goofy ghost link um, URL, but if you go go to the bitcoinbugle.com, uh, it'll redirect uh, to my goofy goofy ghost site. And then uh, we're on Twitter. And then follow. I, I post probably the most on 
the Telegram channel. So like all the stupid stuff I encountered. Um, um, so like when Jason Lowry like responds or likes or comments or retweets something uh, talking about how he's a spook, um, I'll screenshot it and post it there. So that's probably the best best way to keep track of everything. Awesome, Richard. Or do you, Mike? I, I actually, yeah, I had I had one sort of one of them, one of these Mike questions out of nowhere that I wanted to get into. But the question is, what does the meme mean to you, Richard? The meme. The meme. Just the broader concept of the meme. I think is what you're asking, right? That's what I'm asking. Well, the, I mean, the, meme, the meme's everything. This, this is one of the things, like, it's most misunderstood to, like, the meme, the meme is everything, and the memer, you know, who's propagating the meme is, you know, one of the most important individuals on the planet. And so, like, it's really disheartening. So they had this, like, whole, like, you know, emphasis at the Bitcoin Magazine conference about, um, open source developers you know like we we all saw how much money that the dash jr had even though he's always out there like complaining about being poor and not getting any money as a developer like but gas nobody's gas masks are expensive like nobody nobody's ever who, who donates to me who's funding the open source memers like you know hrf and alex gladstein you know um they're, they're dumping millions of dollars into development but like you know, crumbs for memers and anything. Yeah, the there there's an old Paul Simon, uh, it's quote. I guess it's you can call it a quote. It's a lyric from The Sound of Silence, and it's a little outdated. But I think if you think about it through the eyes of a memer, that he's talking about us, right? He says the words of the prophets are written on the subway halls and the tenement halls and whispered in the sound of silence. And I think these subway walls, tenement halls, like. This is the timeline. This is our Twitter timeline. This is our Instagram timeline, our Nostradamus timeline. And the memers are the prophets. And we're riding on these, literally they call it a Facebook wall, right? And it's, it's, it, it, doesn't, it goes unappreciated, but if you pay attention, I think you'll get a lot of value. You'll get a lot of signal. Bro, I mean, like, they say a picture's worth a thousand words, but like a meme is a picture with a couple words on it. So I would say that like the words multiply. But there's three words. It's it's worth a thousand and three words. No, it's multiplication, not addition. Exponential curve. Okay. Like so, like you 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 scroll through memes, you go through like fifty memes, and that's like depending on how many words are on each meme. It's like reading War and Peace. Yeah, or Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another classic. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I have one more of these questions. Go ahead. What aspect do you, Richard Greaser, think about Bitcoin like the most? It's a terrible way of asking that question, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm just very like short-sighted. Like, I haven't figured out the time preference thing yet. It's just like, how do I pay off 
well, I don't really care about paying off my credit card debt. Like, run that shit up. Like, you know, we we all know it's gonna happen. Nobody's gonna pay their debt, but um, like, I just wanted like like a dream of a day where like one we get all the taxes off of Marlboro Reds, and so that there's an actual like market price for it that's not being manipulated by like shitheads, you know, sitting and speculators. Yeah. Um but but then also the prices go down because you know Bitcoin is deflationary. So that's pretty cool to think about. Do you think we'll get to one sat for one cigarette? Yeah, that's a good question. Um I mean that that that's that's a harder question than saying one sat for all. Uh, that's for sure. Um I dream but, of that uh, day. Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, reality, like when we hit that day, it's going to be pretty horrific. The dollar yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But if it's $1 for one or one sat for one cigarette, you're probably going to need shotgun shells as much as you're going to need cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, like at that point, like I'm going to, I'm going to own like a tobacco plantation and, you know, I'll be making my own Marlboro Reds. Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, cool, man. Well, you know what, Richard, it was really good to speak with you tonight. That was, that was, uh, I thought that was a great conversation. Yeah. Thanks um, for having me, guys. Do, do you have any th- closing thoughts that you want to impart something you were thinking about to, you wanted to bring up or we could just end it here up to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I just have a message to like, you know, old people out there that, you know, are selling their souls and organizations like the Washington Post and the New York Times. Like I got out. I've been out for about four months. My liver feels good. My wife's happier with me. Not happy yet. Um, You know, I got to say, like, you know, like the funds are a little bit tight, but like, you know, I just, I feel like there's weight off my chest and like, it it just feels good to be like honest, like not like lying to people all the time and like trying to start wars and, and, uh, you know, keep people enslaved through, you know, bad information. So that feels good. Oh, yeah. Get on the mission, baby. All right, I'm going to cut it. Thanks, Richard. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate, or you can hit up Dan at Heartland Bitcoin, H-R-T-L-N-D Bitcoin, or myself, Mike, at Run Dance Bitcoin. That's all one word, Run Dance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb or you just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners, reach out to us. Holy Toledo!